hello and welcome back to another reading um yeah i know this is coming right after the amazingly large six-part series but i'm here for a one-off again so like i always do relax enjoy and have some fun overall glad to have you guys with me again all right let's begin aizawa's sugar baby by the hooligan p available on ao3 the lo-fi music blasted in her ears trying to keep herself from getting tempted to walk over to nimori who's looking bored sipping on her second cup of coffee today your fingers work quickly as you try to find information into a new spreadsheet before you could cross-analyze what forms they were missing. You could feel the pull of boredom lulling you in, telling you it's fine, just take a 15-minute walk around the building and maybe just uh, shove Nomori a little if she happens to follow you Well, that wasn't your fault. Logging off, quickly tying your hair back and putting on your navy blazer, speed walking into the room door making sure that your hand flicked Anamori's back. She twitched and turned around quickly, but she didn't make eye contact. Just kept walking and hoped she'd get the hint. And by the time you opened the door, her heels were click-clacking on the multicolored carpet. You both walked silently, opening the hall door and making your way across the staircase. She carried papers in her hands, looking as if she was reading it while walking. The store case staircase door swung open oh thank god i needed to get the fuck out of there i'm fucking annoying nimori says removing her gold rim glasses which makes her raven hair fall flat against her face yeah i'm not gonna pretend i didn't notice that second large cup of coffee you say while walking down the two flights of stairs opening the side exit door pulling out a vape as you let some fresh air Hit your face. Oh, shut up, Mike. Now give me some. She snatches it from your hand. Whatever, just walk with me. That place is too goddamn stuffy. It's either too hot or too cold. Namori's walked right next to you, wrapping her arms around yours. You were friends as soon as you started working here around two-ish years ago. She was clearly the baddest bitch around, and you had been immediately drawn to her. As soon as you told her you were a DJ on the side, she had helped put you onto a new world of kinky clubs which she experienced as a dominatrix on the weekend making a nice little side hustle you took back your vape as you walked along the back of the building puffing away the stress namori tugged at your arm that's when you noticed your boss toshihiro pacing by the entrance he looked more stressed than ever as he hunched and munched on a snack you both try to walk quietly around him, avoiding any attention, but he wakes up from his trance to stare at the both of you. Hey, Mike and Amori, you guys out for a smoke break? Yum, you both say in an oversuspicious unison. What's going on, you ask separately? Oh, uh, it's the new CEO. He plans to make a trip out here, I just found out. Spoke to his assistant, and she said he'd be out here by tomorrow morning. He says, finishing his snack. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. They say he's like a really big alpha. And, you know, I'm a delta. But you still know. Yeah, alpha's going to be a bit much sometimes. Nomori chimed in. Her head on your shoulders. Remember, act like a beta. No one needs to know. No one's going to know you chanted your hand. 
You were grateful to have Namori to cover for you. She was a badass and a dominatrix specialty was dealing with Alpha and Delta men. We'll let everyone know, you suggest. Yeah, that'd be nice. His stomach growled. He laughed with embarrassment. His chubby cheeks turned pink around a bright smile. Pretend you guys didn't hear that. Oh, we will. You both say as you continue your walk. Once out of earshot, she let go. Mike, are you worrying? You sigh between puffs and the smell of strawberry cotton candy dissipate into the air. No, not really. I don't really go into heat that often, and the old CEO pheromones never triggered my heat. Yeah, but he was also like old, like old enough to call people in the thirties kids. She countered. Yeah, but I'm pretty good. Like, unless he's built like a Greek god with like long, beautiful hair and a persona that creams like call me daddy, I'm gonna be perfectly fine. You said with a confident smirk. True, what are the chances of that happening? That night, you made sure to have an extra dose of suppressant just in case. You found yourself unable to rest easily, and after hours of tossing and turning, you thought about your first heat, how painful it was experiencing the disappointment that you had become an alpha, an omega, in a world full of betas. How some of your friends had turned on you, leading you to be bullied and to eventually become a bully. When you were old enough, you left home, moving to a different city, but as soon as you saved enough, began Omega to Beta hormonal treatment. You would notice a difference immediately. A nice mustache grew, your muscles had toned, you'd become much taller, but you still looked very thin. But you were grateful for the hormone injections, now that allowed you to finesse your way into a pretty decent job. Since you knew your medical records now registered at beta hormone levels, but you knew the truth. Your alarm bared loudly. Unwillingly, you got dressed and then speed walked your way to work. People buzzed around more than usual, whispers of the new CEO arriving at any moment. You chose not to really participate in the conversations, but you did listen and nod your head in agreement every once in a while. Time went on quickly with all the commotion until Toshinori slammed the door. Everyone turned to stare. He's here. Everyone, look busy. Quickly, people went back to typing and placing phone calls. If you've never been there before, you could think this is the most productive room in the whole office building. The seconds ticked loudly as steps came from the distance. You hunched, burying your eyes in the bright blue laptop screen. The light buzz of the old air conditioner keeping your mind from wandering off into the distance. The door opened and you didn't turn, waiting for the announcement to come first. The sweet scent of orange blossoms around freshly brewed coffee caressed your nose. Instinctively, your eyes closed and you inhaled deeply, opening your senses to the rich, warm smell when the small, of, small notes of vanilla and sandalwood danced at the end. Your body shivered as hints of cigarettes passed your tongue. You exhaled slowly, your mind tickled. The smell was intoxicating, taking over your senses. You opened your eyes, you stared at the screen, but your mind wondered too, what was that smell? Curiosity of who it could be coming from. Never in your life had you met someone that smelled that amazing. What would that person look like? You felt yourself enthralled in the mystery. Hey, support team. 
Tashihiro's voice boomed in the office. I'd like to juice to our new CEO. You took your time turning a chair when your breath caught in your lungs. So if we could give a warm welcome, Toshinori's voice was drawn up by claps. Right next to Toshihiro, in the boring office, stood the most beautiful man you'd ever seen. Long, black, wavy hair past his shoulders, reaching an ample chest, covered in a thick, black boat neck tee. A soft layer of hair sprinkled throughout his chest, his shoulders wide with a black suit jacket, but tapered into a narrow waist. You wish you could tell how much of it was tailoring and how much of it was natural. A long neck with veins peeking through his beige skin, his face framed by a small wave of overgrown bangs. You looked into his eyes, feasting on all his beauty. Dark, tired eyes scanned the room, heavy eyelids on long, long black lashes that fluttered to the corners. A scar on his eye, stretching from his eyebrow to his lower eyelid, giving him a stern look to an already tight jawline and pouty lips. Those black eyes fell upon you again, and for a moment his pupils dilated, reflecting specks of gold, and then shrank as he looked back at Toshihiro, who had not still been speaking. He breathed deeply, noticing that you were the only person who hadn't clapped. You kicked yourself in the ass because you stared at him for no other reason, even though you knew he was looking at you and you probably came out as an asshole. Would you like to introduce yourself? Toshihiro said. Ah, uh, sure. My name is Aizawa Shota. And don't worry, I don't plan on changing much. He said with a confident wave of his hand. His body was so stiff, almost as if he was assessing everyone in the room. Well, feel free to walk around and ask anyone here about what they do while I go make sure the conference room is ready. Toshihiro said with a wave as he walked out the room. Everyone back to their desk as you turned back around and continued your work. You'd hope he wouldn't ask anything of you, but then you also kind of maybe wanted some attention. Maybe he would ask for your name. But he started with Toshihiro. And the two of them talked for a while, and he made his way around the three women in the office, including Nomori, who proceeded to flirt with him as if she was in the middle of a dance floor. You try not to let the real feeling of jealousy cloud your judgment. He was an alpha, and it makes sense for him to flirt with everyone, and you were a beta male, so act like it. His scent wafted closer. You could feel your body like rushing, your blood flowing to your cock. You press your chair into your desk, hiding your lower body. Aizawa's hand dropped onto your shoulder. So what's your name? His voice came out like a song of ice. His hand had weighed onto it and it squeezed your shoulder. Your eyes turned away from your screen as you stared up at his face. I'm... His phone vibrated. Oh, I'm sorry. You shook your head, and his hands not leaving your shoulder. Yes, well, Toshihiro. Uh, you could hear him speak. You took the chance to notice how well built he was. The man was not skinny. He clearly had some stock to him. Okay, I'll be right there. His attention went back to you as he put his phone back into his jean pocket. I'm sorry, you can continue. Uh, well, everyone calls me Mike. Uh, he said with a smirk. Very cute name. 
Now, I need to head to the conference room. Could you take me there? He nodded, placing your oversized hoodie on your shoulders. Are you cold? Yeah, a little. You smile, trying to pretend your boner wasn't happening right now. Tugging at the sweater so it covered below your hips, you marched out of the office with the CEO. So how long have you been working here? He asked, making his way out the door. Um, around two years. It's a pretty good pace. Aizawa nods. What did you do before this? Aizawa gets closer to you, his scent wrapping around your body like a snake, twisting and weaving its way around your body. Well, I used to do odds and ends and a lot of retail work. Ah, uh, I understand that when I was a child, my parents ran a small corner store. Not much, but it did help me put the, go through university. I did a lot of retail work that time. You imagine a younger version of him, maybe 10 or 15 years ago in a college dorm, getting ready in the afternoon for work at a, for a storefront. You couldn't help but laugh a little. It's okay, you can laugh. I'll make it better for you. Imagine me, but with the Seth and piercing. No, you say in shock. Ah, uh, yes, my dear boy. Even longer hair, septum piercing, not to mention all the piercings in my ear already. I can't. Well, we're only young ones, and we gotta enjoy it. He smirked in agreement. Here's the conference room. It was nice talking to you. You leave at four? The question look made you surprised, but you reluctantly agreed. Good, good. We'll have a meeting after four. Feel free to add this since time and a half in your additional rate. I wouldn't want to burden you. I just want to hear firsthand what can be approved in the office. Of course, sir. You say with a small head bow. Call me Aizawa. There's no need for such formalities, Mike. He opened the door and you left fleeing. You ran into the bathroom, turning on the faucet as he poured cold water into your face. Fuck, that guy is hot. Too fucking hot. The scent of him lingered on his sweater and your body felt ready to explode at any moment. Opening the star door, you closed it. Taking off your sweater, pressing it onto your nose, you inhaled the complex earthy scent, your hair falling over your shoulders as you breathed deeply. Aizawa sat through the meeting, listening to deductions, when the scent of something sweet tickled his nose. He tried to focus, but the curiosity began to make him sweat. The need to move, to go took over, making him tap his foot impatiently. The irritation, clear on his face, made the managers and supervisors speed their intros. This is the first board meeting, so we're going to go on for too long, you know, Tashiro said, trying to calm Aizawa. We should meet again soon, everyone. Feel free to eat and enjoy. The meeting concluded and Aizawa practically jumped off his chair, his nose leading the way. He made his way through unfamiliar halls, the sweet scent lulling him into the men's bathroom. Silently, he opened the door, locking it behind him. Soft moans came from the stall hall. His ears perked to its erotic sounds. He bit his bottom lip, hesitant, yet still wanting to know grabbing on to whatever hid behind the thin walls. Slowly, he stepped forward, walking on his heels, afraid to alert whoever was in there of his presence. 
But the sweat that dripped down from his forehead made him aware that if they were an Omega or even a Delta, they would have already felt his hormones as they were shooting off beyond his control. The deep exhale from beyond the thin door was like honey, and he had been starving for far too long. In a swift move, he pulls the door open. Your body froze, teeth biting into your sweater, your eyes wide as the terror of the situation registered in your mind. New boss, your hand around your cock, in the bathroom. His black eyes stared at you. Was he disgusted? Was he mad? His face was stone cold, eyes narrowed, head tilted. He opened your mouth, letting the sweater drop onto your lap. Your hands stretch out its fabric around your lower body. It's not what it looks like, you fumbled out quickly. I, I was just, I, I'm fired. I know, I'll leave. You tried to get up, but his hand held you down, pushing you back onto your seat. You were at a loss for words. What do you even do in a situation like that? It's fine, he said, his voice heavy, his hand traveling up the length of your neck, his thumb caressing your cheek, his palm traveled to the back of your neck, fingers intertwined with your hair. Do you want to know something, Mike? Your body shivered with the anticipation of his next words. His hand bowed into fist, and you pulled your head back. So he was eye to eye with you. You smell so fucking good. You could feel your cock being pushed to the edge. His hand cupped your cheek, his thumb running across your lower lip. Your mind had already fogged with too much desire. Your tongue swirled around his finger. Oh, you're a naughty one, he said with a half smile. A slight hint of a blush around his scarred cheekbone. He pulled your head back and you moaned, breathing in the smell of his warm spice arousal. He let go, and he pulled the sweater from your lap, exposing your cock. He dropped the sweater over the stall door and then proceeded to remove his black blazer, adding it to the door. You were not surprised that his body was as perfect as you had imagined. Even through his long sleeve black t-shirt and his formed stayed perfectly tailored, a body was built for war and to conquer. He pulled his hair back into a low ponytail, wisps of hair falling around his nose and eyes. Is the door locked? You asked. Oh yes, I don't want anyone else to find you. He smiled as he turned. Your toes curled and he got on his knees. Pulling your pants slowly as it slid down your thighs, he took small bites. Your hand tugged at his shirt, unsure of what to do with your hands, but you wanted to touch, to feel. Your pants fell onto the floor and his eyes stared up at you. The blackened eyes now glittered with gold and he rang his tongue through against his fanged teeth. He's in rut. I must have done this to him. Your stomach turns with guilt. What's wrong, honey? He asked as he kisses her way up his thighs, nibbling at your skin. I, I don't know if this is right. 
We're just affected by pheromones. We shouldn't be doing this. His lips reach the base of your cock. His eyes focused on you. I instead didn't want this, honey. Now sit back and watch your roommate handle this for you. Grabbing underneath your knees, he pushed up your legs back to your chest. Your hands covered your face with the embarrassment. Isabel pulled his head up, pressing his lips against the base before his tongue lolled out of his mouth, dragging top and smoothly transitioning to put the tip in his mouth. Isabel swirled his tongue around the tip before dipping his head down a little further. Your body shook ferociously as your release came mercilessly, spilling onto his pink lips. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Shh, Isabel said, not paying any attention to the cum falling down his cheeks. Taking a deep breath, he spread your legs further, his mouth engulfing you almost all the way. Isabel continued at his pace, slow, long movements of his head up and down, the wisp of his hair tickling your pelvis. You bit your finger to stop yourself from moaning, hips moving forward, getting a small gag, and Isabel pulled away. You're a greedy one, honey. He let go of your legs, letting them fall onto his broad shoulders. You pulled your hand from your lips, teasing yourself without my permission at work. Already came once, and now you're begging to come again. And now you deny me the right to hear your moans. Greedy boy. You could feel your bottom begin to slick as Zawa lowered his head, taking the full head of your cock. Your fist convulsively reaching for Izawa's hair and they released it with a silent apologies. This is getting out of hand. A whisper of air fell through your lips. Izawa found his pace, drooling around the cock, filling his mouth. His tongue moved with precision, pretending to swallow, adoring the way it tore most of your body and made you quiver. Sir, wait. He didn't stop, continuing his speed, and soon your hands grabbed onto his hair as your seed spilled down his throat. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You say, but he ignored you, swallowing and then exposing his tongue. Quickly, he got up from the floor and placed his jacket back on. He let his hair go up once again. It cascaded him on his shoulders. I'll be seeing you at four. Make sure you're not a minute late. And with a small wink over his shoulder, your mouth agape as he unlocked the door and walked off. Getting dressed, you ran out the door, walking around the building and getting into your cubicle. You didn't want to run the risk of getting back in his way. You ran into the room and sat down while trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. You thank God for the cold air conditioner that stopped you from sweating and releasing pheromones all over the place. But since most people be far too busy to tell. At least you hope so. Typing on a computer, you try to focus on the task at hand while your mind was widened with so many questions. But one thing was certain, you didn't want more. Well, in fact, you did want more. It had been amazing. You had felt at the edge of your seat, your slickness coming through in a way you wish you had suppressants. But just that act alone released a lot of your stress. The more he came by sitting next to you, getting close and whispered in your ear, Where have you been? 
Did you just hear about the freak out I saw ahead? He just freaking left. Wait, did anyone notice I was gone for a long time? Your eyes widened with worry. No, people just thought you went to the meeting. Okay, come outside real quick. She was just about to open her mouth and question, but she stopped herself and ran out of the room, and you chased right after her. Once you were outside, you sat on the concrete floor, your hands in your hair. You're not going to believe this. Oh, honey, you don't look well. I think I'll believe everything you tell me right now. Good, sit down, because you're not going to handle this well. You waited as she adjusted herself in her mini skirt. She leaned back against the building. I was gone for a while because our new CEO, Aizawa, just gave me a head in the bathroom. Like, right now. What? Are you fucking lying? What? She gasped for air. That's not all. He wants to meet after work. What? How did this happen? And also, sex at work pretty hot. You pushed her just a little. She would say that, you thought. Alright, Mr. Big Pimpin' Master 9000, get it in. I just don't know if I should be doing this. It's just because of your Omega complex. You shot her a dirty look. Look, I understand. It's tough being an Omega. But, like, if he's down for it and you're up for it, like, why not meet in the middle? Have a little work playing. Who's gonna know? But I understand that you always had the fact that you're an Omega. But that's just a thing, you know? It's fine. I don't hate you for it. And clearly, the new CEO wants some of it. So... You crossed your arms and placed your head in them. It's easier said than done. I've literally paid thousands of dollars to have hormone treatments. I don't want to be an Omega. I want the power and the prestige that comes with higher status. Plus, I don't want people to feel entitled to my body. Oh, no, for sure, she said, putting her arms around you. But my counter argument is you can have big alpha on your side or wrap around the little finger maybe become a sugar baby uh he's clearly good for it he thought hmm you hadn't thought about that before she had known that people would pay lots of money to get an omega and it was a well-known fact well fetish fact that people of power always wanted to get someone like you and technically if you wanted to become a sex worker you could be a really expensive one Think about it. Have some fun. Get in a card of the deal. Make yourself as one and only exclusive Omega Sugar Baby. Your mind raced with all the possibilities, all the things that you could ask for. Maybe a new car, rent month for the month, a whole new wardrobe. Your smile returned bigger than ever. But you just wanted to like him. He was beautiful, and he smelled amazing. Clearly, he wasn't too bad at giving head. Mm, you're right. I know I'm right. Now go get him, tiger. <laughs> she helped you get off the floor, and you both ran back inside, now with a new sense of excitement and anticipation. The hour flew by, and by 3.52, you were already at the door, explaining you had an important meeting to attend. You went to the bathroom first, checking on your hair, and with a quick little water, passing through it and fixing its shape.
Your face was bright with a blush that you knew that your fever had gone up and you could feel your whole contract. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You walked through the door, his scent overpowering your senses. The room receiving light through the uncovered windows onto another otherwise dark room. Roses of empty black chairs lie on the table as a set of soft golden eyes tracked your every movement. You lock the door behind you, your ears picking up even his even breathing. I'm here as requested, you say, your stomach tightening. Come, sit beside me. We have much to discuss. You made your way to the back as the sunlight flickered on and off your eyes. I'm sure that you know what we're here to discuss. You pulled a chair and sat down. I'm not too sure, you say honestly. He nodded his head. What I did was very inappropriate, so I'll start with an apology. As I do not believe in discrimination, regardless of status. I have approached the situation differently. I should have. But now that we're here, there's no turning back. And I would like to let you know that I take full responsibility. He pushed a couple of papers towards you, and in the moment you panic, wondering if this was a goodbye. But instead, you found yourself with an NDA. This is, of course, not the end. We can discuss how to move past this, but I would like to say that before you sign these papers, if you would like to continue going, and of course, you will be very well compensated, assuming that you could be mine and mind alone. His golden eyes gleam with a little something devious. I wouldn't like to step on someone else's toes. You shook your head. No, I'm, I'm single and no one else but me. <laughs> you giggled awkwardly more at yourself than anything. Good. Good, that makes me very happy. His hand grabs yours and pulls it into his lips giving it a soft peck. So you pulled away, checked the NDA, checking for the compensation section. Your eyes fell on your monthly allowance, which was twice your monthly earnings. Yes, this is in fact your earnings, but there's a caveat. I noticed that you've been taking some beta hormones. I don't particularly have a taste for that, so if you can agree to stop taking them, I'll make sure you're well taken care of. Will you agree to my request? Yeah. Perfect. Sign your name. I'm down the dotted line and we'll begin your task today. You sign your name immediately. And before you can think, he pulled you in for a kiss. His lips pressed harshly, his canine teeth nibbling at your bottom lip. His hands came down around your waist, exposing your midriff. Hungry, he took off your shirt and pressed your knees onto the table. Fuck, he murmured, kissing down onto your neck. You could almost melt into his heat. Your knees buckled when he bit your neck. Strange brain sensation that sent shivers through your spine. Your nails were digging into his black suit jacket. Sal pulled away, kissing and licking the wound. But your body felt desperate for more. You let your knees drop to the floor, tugging desperately at his pants. I want more. 
Allow me the one that gives it to you. He undoes his pants and his cock sprang forth, your mouth drooling excitedly to taste him. Would you like me to fuck your mouth and throat until it's raw, don't you, honey? You nod, licking your lips, and he smiles. Aizawa's tips press against your lips, eagerly you wrap your round, mouth around his length. Feels so fucking good. He grabs into your hair. He glides his pace slowly at first, and you can taste his earthy saltiness, which spreads to the back of your tongue, your mouth watering around him. He slowly speeds up, his hips thrusting into your mouth, hitting the back. You breathe through your nose, determined to take all of him. His cock makes a bulge at your throat, and tears fall from your eyes as his curls brush against your nose. Quicker and quicker, he fucks your mouth as if you belong to him. His balls slap against your chin, and the way you had to find both hands holding you from being able to pull away. He slowly, he slows his dust and allows you to swallow the air around him. Your shoulders tremble as he forces his cock down your throat. Grabbing the base of his hardened dick and leaning closer, trailing the tip, slicking with the last of his cum over your cheek and chin, avoiding your lips. Good boy. You're such a good boy. He helps you up as he bends you over the table. You gasp as large, elegant hands grasp your ass and spread them apart, revealing the slicken hole that ached to be filled. This is a little embarrassing, you say but doesn't care if he lifts one of your legs onto the table. You feel so exposed with nowhere to hide, your cock throbbing with need, slick and pre-cum leaking from your body. Aizawa's hand came down hard against your rear, making you squeal. No need for embarrassment with me, honey. He pressed to hear his lips against your ear. I can give you exactly what you need. You moaned while he kissed your ear. You can feel his finger entering you. It swells, making space for something bigger to come. You gasped for breath, your ass shaking under him. He spanked you again. Be a good boy and stay still. His finger gets deep enough to massage your prostate and you can feel yourself moaning and writhing under him. Quickly, he enters another finger, spreading you further apart. He whispers words of encouragement. His voice was raspy with lust. Slowly, he pulls his fingers out one foot over the table and his hands around your hips he slowly pulls you into him his cock spreading your entrance pushing the tip in before pushing it in not too fast you whimper as he enters deeply oh fuck your words turn into breathy gasp muscles burning stretching around his unrelenting pleasure that's enough to send you over the edge too crazy to even care what comes out of your mouth. His hand wraps around your cock, moving faster, teasing, torturing. Your whole body spasms with the sudden simulation. Lips moving in a half-whispered curse, pounding into you, each thrust so hard it shakes the table beneath. You whisper. As your body crosses its peak, your cock jerks in his hand, spasming with lines of your cum. His hands reach out, touching his long hair, but he presses a kiss against your palm. Sweet boy, he says, whispering into your hand. His pace slows and then his thrust speeds, making your ass jiggle as he fills you to the brim. Fuck you, moan. I'm coming. Aizawa's hips slammed against your ass. Your 
your breath aching. Finally, he pumps, his teeth buried around your neck. His heat spills into you and you can feel his cock spreading, nodding inside of you. Aizawa's breath deepened as he sucked your air around your neck, his teeth retracting. Sweat dropped from his forehead to your shoulders, your ass convulsing around a knot, twitching softly. The knot pressed against your prostate, providing a constant overwhelming high from which there was no escape. Just relax. It'll be over soon, I promise. It's okay. I'm not in a rush, you say. Alright. Adele pulls you onto him and sits you on top of himself. Since we're gonna be here for a while, tell me about yourself. <laughs> Where should I start? Azawa hummed. Tell me what made a beautiful omega like yourself turn into beta hormone treatment. You spend a while talking to him, explaining what made you turn to the person that you were today. All the while, he caressed your body, giving you kisses and listening to each word. He ran his fingers through your hair and finally his knot dissipated. The sun had already gone. He got You got up, the cum dripping between your thighs. Your legs felt shaky. Why don't you come over to my place? I don't need you walking or driving around here with those shaky legs. Azawa helped you get dressed, and you took his arm as he walked you out the door. Okay, well, <laughs> this is my first Omega story, like I said, first Alpha Omega story universe thing. Um, a lot of fun to do. Uh, the positioning was weird for me, as this is my first time, like actually writing it myself. But overall, I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy. It wasn't too long of a project, so I kind of had some fun. And thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. And bye. <laughs>